A long, long time ago. <laughs> That's how all my stories start. A long time ago, because I'm an old fuck, and nothing interesting has happened to me in the last 10 years. <laughs> so everything happened a long time ago. I'm taking a swig of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, a long time ago, <laughs> probably was a decade or so ago, I got asked to close out a show in Ohio. A guy that I know who was uh, essentially an open micer, newer guy, working out chops. Apparently, he had a, he had a paid gig at a turned out to be a pool hall. And he's like, hey man, you want to come out and do my gig? And I was like, uh, sure. I'll come to your gig. You're going to pay me? You're going to let me uh, do more time than I normally do? Fuck yeah. So I go, uh, hey man, if I'm coming all that way, I want to bring someone with me. They're like, all right. All right. Who the fuck are you going to bring? And I said, oh, I'm going to bring my friend Nardos. Her name is Nardos Osterhart. And he's like, all right, man, you can bring Nardos. And I'm like, yeah, man. So the, the day of the show comes. I pick up Nardos. We drive the four hours or whatever it is one way to get there. I mean, that's so much of comedy is just driving, traveling, whatever, to, to get to the gig. That's that's the grind, everybody. The grind is getting there. Telling jokes on stage is kind of the reward. Often, I, a lot of guys said uh, they tell the jokes for free, but you got to pay them to travel to get there, and that's, that's pretty true. I think most guys are pretty, would, would almost tell jokes for free, if they didn't have to, if they could just do it in their house. <laughs> if I didn't have to leave my house, and I know a lot of people did Zoom shows. I, uh, back when the pandemic was happening, I did a couple Zoom shows. I was part of this regular weekly show that was happening on Sundays. It was kind of a variety show of like, there was music and there were people who were like reading poems and stuff and they, they wanted me to do comedy. So what I did is I did comedy, I, you know, I worked on some stuff up front, you know, new material, you know, just like three minutes or whatever. And then I would have uh, a friend of mine come on to do like the much longer set because, you know, if I'm going to be on this thing weekly, I just can't keep doing the same shit. And, you know, so it was all right, but it's just weird. There's no, you don't hear laughter response and nothing so i you know what not not my bag but anyway getting back to the story so i'm like all right man all right man and like i said i don't know this dude super well i met him he was just kind of more of like a social media presence you know seemed like a good dude whatever and uh so i get up nardos and we drive out there and we get there, and like I said, I didn't realize it was a pool hall until we, like, drove up to it. And I've performed comedy in in many non-traditional venues, right? A lot of bars and bowling alleys, VFW halls, anywhere 
they want to put on a, sh a different type of show. I, I've, I've been there. I've never done a, a nudist camp. I know that's kind of popular. A lot of these talk about that. And one time I was supposed to play a, in a prison down in Kentucky. And I was pissed it didn't happen. What happened was the guy who worked at the prison, who was supposed to do like security checks, dropped the fucking ball. So he never, the, the three or four of the comics that were going to come in, he never checked us out to make sure that we weren't fucking criminals and we're going to attempt a jailbreak because our fucking cousin was in that jail. You know, none of that shit. So it didn't end up happening. I was pretty nervous about doing it, but I'm like, I was only doing it for the experience, to be perfectly honest, everybody. Not everybody can say they worked a prison. You know, they told jokes to fucking guys who would probably want to kill you. <laughs> I didn't kill the crowd. The crowd killed me. <laughs> but anyway, so we get there, we're like, oh, fuck, it's a, it's a pool hall. And we, you know, my thing, too, was I would always like to get there early. I'm one of those guys. I'd like to get to a venue like an hour early. I know a lot of dudes will just stroll up fucking a minute before the show starts. I've never been that way. People just get nervous. And I know a lot of weird shit can happen, too. Uh, you know, the microphone died, or the, the mic stand is dead, or the lights went out, or whatever, right? One of the comedians didn't show. Shit just kind of happens. So you always get there. If you're a comedian, if you're a comedian, that would be one of my tips to you is just get there early. I'm not going to tell you how to write a joke. I'm not going to tell you anything about your stage shit. I mean, unless you ask, I'll fuck, trust me, everybody. I will fucking be very open and honest with you about what you do on stage if you ask. But I'll tell you, fuck, get there early. That is just a very simple thing that you can, can control. So we get there early, we go in, and, and much to my surprise, there actually was a stage. I guess this pool hall had like bands or something come in so it was a, it was a big stage it was nice and they, they had the uh, light system and I guess the sound system was pretty good and all so you know pretty good you know I brought Nardos because I wanted Nardos to have get some road legs right to perform in front of a different crowd to perform in front of people who don't know her don't give a shit about her they're not necessarily rooting for her you know, she. This was kind of in the beginning stages of her comedy career. In a good portion of the time, you're just surrounded by people who are like, "Oh yeah, you were super good." They're not going to necessarily be very honest with you. They'll they'll laugh at all your jokes or whatever because they're your friends or family or coworkers or whatever. And you know, and rightfully they want to be supportive of you. That's super nice to them. But comedy doesn't work that way. You're not always telling jokes in front of your friends, families, and coworkers. So I brought her along. We get there early, and we're just kind of hanging out to the side and uh, talk to the dude. And, and there's kind of a crowd. But, uh, I mean, people are there still kind of playing pool, and shit like that just happens again in these non-traditional places. People, It's almost like we ambush these people. They don't know comedy is going to happen. I'm just here to play fucking pool. I'm just here to watch the fucking football game on TV. I'm just here to eat dinner or whatever, right? And you just kind of ambush them with fucking, with your dick jokes. But uh, the, 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 
it's, it's kind of a cavalcade of, of comedy. There were like five or six people who were going to be performing in front of me. You know, it's just a, a bigger showcase. And I was going to end the show with like, I don't know, I think you wanted 30 minutes or some shit. I'm like, all right, man. Hey, you're going to pay me. I don't give a shit. Let's do this. So, uh, you know, the show starts. And, may, you know, there's there's a decent crowd. There's like 20 people there, maybe 30 tops. They're, they're paying attention more or less. And I can't remember if one or two comedians, one or two, not, not very many comedians, got on stage. And there was a dude in the crowd who was just kind of being a dick, uh, from what I remember. I wish Nardos was here. I actually texted her this morning. I was like, hey, remember that one time we went to Ohio and we played at that pool hall? And she's like, oh my God, crazy story. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I told her, I'm like, yeah, I've been kind of like... Uh, replaying memories on the podcast talking about weird shit and uh she didn't really say anything beyond that but i wish she was here to just kind of confirm and maybe clarify but like i said one or two comedians went on stage and there was this guy and he was saying stuff and he wasn't shutting up he wasn't being quiet he was kind of, he was being belligerent and so the the host of the show he should have done what he did. He went down to, he left the stage. You never leave the stage. <laughs> he left the stage to confront this guy, like face to face, as opposed to letting a staff person handle it or waiting till he actually was done with his set, his time, or whatever. But he leaves the stage. And uh, I'm going to tell you guys this. I, I, I left it out, but this becomes a, uh, an important part of the story. The host, the guy who asked me to come perform, was uh, African American, right? Not a big deal. At, le at least he was part African American, right? And so he's going out and confronting this dude. And they're almost nose to nose, right? And it's it's very weird, very awkward. I don't know this dude super well. I, so I'm like going, I don't know, what the fuck is going on here, right? It's very weird. The, the heckler dude uh, decides it would be in his best interest to use the N-word. <laughs> now, I don't know about you. Uh, I, I would think it would never be in my best interest to use the N-word ever. Um... It's just, it's not good. Nothing good comes from it ever. Um, and I, I've said it before numerous times on, on this podcast, that's just not a word in my vocabulary. It's just, it's, it's really weird when you hear it in public. Someone's just kind of like casually saying it. You're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it's just weird. It, to me, I'm immediately like, all right, you're a dude. I don't necessarily want to be around. But the dude says it. And uh, the host uh, just cold cocks this motherfucker. <laughs> Punched him right in the face. And this dude goes down like a fucking bag of bricks. Oh, my God. Turn out the lights. The, the night is over. 
And so it's turning into a little bit of a fucking melee of sorts. I mean, this dude, he's done. He's out. But he's got his buddies there. there and he's, he's got a lunatic girlfriend with him or whatever there. She's all screaming fucking bloody murder. There's these other dudes who are just kind of fucking going crazy. They want to start fighting. But uh, finally, I guess there's security or staff of some kind. And they're like, all right. And they're just grabbing people. And they're throwing everybody out. And shit's just going fucking crazy. The dude himself is going crazy. He's running around the fucking uh, the, the business, the pool hall, just screaming and yelling, show's over, show's over. And Nardos is with me. And she's like, Stu, what, what do we do? <laughs> and I'm like, I got my bag of merch with me because I'm a dumb fucking idiot thinking I'm going to sell t-shirts at a pool hall. I'm like, all right, uh, this is what we're going to do. Uh, you're just going to get behind me and uh, we're just going to leave. Like, I'm supposed to get paid. But I'm also uh, at the point where I'm like, I, I don't care. I, I just, this, this shit's gotten weird. I don't know what this dude is going to be like. I mean, I don't know if he's going to start throwing haymakers at everybody. Um, he goes, the dude goes to the bar. The host goes to the bar. He's, there's like a box there. I don't know if people have been paying money to come in, but it's filled with money. He grabs the box from the bartender. He takes money in it. He's got this hand, fistful of dollars. He's got a fistful of dollars, everybody. And he comes over and he's like, this is for you. And he puts it in my hand. And I'm like, okay, I don't even look at it. I clearly, I don't count it. I, again, I'm just like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. Uh, they, what they had done too, the staff or security or whoever, threw those heckler people out and they locked the door because these fucking idiots they're pounding on the door. They want to come back in to fight that dude, the host. They want to fight the host. And it's just, like I said, it's just a fucking fiasco. So me and Nardos, we just get to the door, and there's this huge bouncer there. And I'm like, hey, man, we just want to leave. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And he unlocks the door, and, and we leave. Nardos and I leave because we're just like, we, we're just, we just got to get the fuck out of here. The show's over. Uh, the show... And it's so strangely, I've never had a show end like this before where there was a fucking fight. I can't even say it was a fight because the guy got knocked out. <laughs> but like, the, the, the cops were called. There was an ambulance there. The dude who got punched, he's like sitting on the curb. His girlfriend's all fucking like, <laughs> and she, well, like, Nardis and I get in my car and we're leaving, and she's like coming up to the car and she's like, <laughs> she's just like yelling at us too. And I'm like, no, we're fucking, we're leaving. Good luck to you, bitch. I uh, want zero part of this. I don't want to be a witness to anything. Uh, there was plenty of people in there who live in the area. You don't fucking need me. I live in Michigan. I'm getting the fuck out, bitch. And we just got the fuck out of there. And, you know, it's... I don't know what time it was. It was dark out, but I think it was like fall. So, you know, it gets dark at like 6 or whatever. So, I don't even know if it's 8 o'clock yet. <laughs> and so... We're kind of driving back through Toledo. So I just tell her, I'm like, hey, since we're out this way, 
do you just want to go to the Toledo Funny Bone and, and see who's performing? We'll, we'll see a real show and uh, you know, no fights will happen or anything of that nature. What, what do you say? So she agrees. And we go to the Funny Bone and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think it was, uh, we saw Nick Griffin, I think. Fuck, it was just so weird. Such a weird show, such a weird night. I felt bad for Nardos that she had to see it. Nardos is just kind of one of these, I don't want to say she's meek and mild, but she's not a person that you think is going to hold her hold her own in a throwdown. She's not going to be fucking throwing haymakers at people. And to be perfectly honest, neither am I. But at least I'm fucking big and people are probably not going to choose to fight me. <laughs> Just odd as shit. I'll, I'll, I'll always remember that. And I, it was one of those things too where I was just like, I can never do anything with this guy again, the host. I don't, I, I don't know if he'll ever fucking do this shit again. Like if he's just gonna, he's a hothead and he's gonna lose his fucking mind and he's just gonna want to fight people again or what the fuck. So I, um, you know, I, God, fuck. I can't remember if I did message him. I think I just kind of let it go. I'm like, well, I'm just going to ignore this dude. Uh, and I think he did end up paying me what he was supposed to. I mean, it wasn't a lot. I think it was like 150 bucks or some shit like that. You know, essentially it's gas money. You know, when everything's done and said, everybody, uh, if you were to work out like hourly how much I was making, I probably made... 10 bucks an hour for what the fuck, you know, as many hours as it took driving back and forth. And even then, you know, you got to take into a account like gas price and everything else. Comedy's dumb. I would never tell anybody to fucking do comedy now that I've done it so long. I mean, just do local open mics in your town. There's no reason for you to fucking... Uh, for you to fucking go out and, and try to work the road. Fuck that shit. God damn. I was talking with my buddy Steve about it. Because uh, he's all anxious about uh, get it, getting back on stage. And I just told him, like, man, I just don't miss it. I miss the writing and I miss hanging out with guys. But I just don't miss the fucking road. Fuck that shit. But uh, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody, it is me, 20 minutes in, 19 minutes in, I'm introducing myself. It's uh, me, your boy, Stu McAllister, with me as always are the dogs, I got a wean dog, uh, she's over on the chair, I think, I think Sadie Dog's on the floor, I can't see her, cow cat's on the cat tree, I don't know where the fuck the cat, other cat is, Larry Cat, don't know where the fuck he is. But uh, how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it a good day? Fuck yeah, I hope it was a good day. Why? Because today is Thursday, August 4th, 2020. Dose. I hope it was a good day. Hope you had a good day at work. Or maybe you had a good day off. Uh, it was a nice, sunshiny day here. It was a little hot as balls. It was uh, very muggy. Very, very muggy. It's like you're breathing water. But you just you just kind of deal with it, everybody. You, you know what are you gonna do? You just, I know what it is when I get up 
you just you fucking deal with it, right? So, uh, hey, first off, I'd like to take this time to apologize to uh, the Patreon subscribers. Uh, I did not do a Patreon last night. I worked a 14 and a half hour day. Um, I had been, I'd worked 37 hours in three days. And uh, I was just, I was just pretty tired, everybody. I was pretty tired. I, I uh, just needed to go to bed. And uh, essentially, that's what I did, everybody. Essentially, this is what I did. I was probably in bed by 9 o'clock. And I went to bed. And uh, it was an easy-peasy day for work. It worked today for me. It was only a 10-hour day. <laughs> it was only a 10-hour day, everybody. It was easy-peasy for foul cheesy motherfucking foul cheesy uh if you're new to the podcast the job the day job for me is uh delivering dipping on ice cream i drive all over the great state of michigan and today uh i was over in the bay city all right i was in uh, sterling michigan in sterling michigan there are two campgrounds that are next door to each other it's like uh Rogue River and uh, Rifle River. It's, they're, they, send, they almost have the same names. And I always get pissed off about it because they're right next door and they're both RR, right? Rogue River, Rifle River, some shit, like I said, some shit, whatever. One is much more corporate than the other. Uh, like you, you walk in and it's like, I'm a, you know, it's like walking into a hotel almost. There's like, four people there behind the counter and whatever and you go to the other one it's like a mom and pop gas station more or less so i kind of prefer the mom and pop gas station to the corporate one i mean i don't know what the campground's like but just dealing with the people i always kind of prefer dealing with mom and pop because uh there's usually less protocols or whatever there's just less layers of bullshit but i go to the corporate one first and I'm looking at the, the freezer, and clearly they can use some product. But the thing is, these campgrounds are seasonal. So their season ends, they close shop September 1st or whatever, right? Usually most campgrounds go past Labor Day. But, uh, you know, some, some go later, some are middle August, whatever. And so I just tell them, I'm like, hey, I know your season's ending soon. You could definitely use some product. But we don't buy back product. A lot of these seasonal places assume we'll just buy back product. And I'm like going, we gave you this product. You purchased this product from us. It is now your product. You decide what you want to do with it. You can eat it. You can sell it. You can piss on it. You can throw it the fuck away. We don't give a shit. You're not giving it back to us. We're not giving you credit. It doesn't fucking work that way. Can anyone else in the food industry, I don't know if you sell food or you buy food or whatever, is there any of this like weird expectation that you can just give product back to the people that you bought it from? Even like something that can sit on like a shelf, like uh, soda products or canned vegetables or whatever. Like you can't give that shit back, right? I can't imagine. But they get mad about it. And so that's why I always tell them, like, yeah, I know you're closing soon. So you can buy product or you cannot buy product. I get paid the same. I don't, know, I don't know if all these people think, like, I get paid commission or something. I don't. If you buy zero, I get paid the same. You buy 100, I get paid the same. It doesn't fucking matter. But they always want to bitch. They're like, oh, well, you know that we fucking, we don't get credit, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I know. I just told you, everybody. I told you that. I said, I know that your season ends soon. So if you want to buy some, great, I'll give it to you. 
you're you're out of like you're pretty you're almost out of like the the most favorite flavor across the board cookies and cream. Do you want to buy some? Yes or no? And they always it, here. I was telling my boss today. These people, all they want to do is bitch, because they're bitching at me before about we don't take credit back. Yeah, I know. We the rules have been established. It's been this way for years, like three years. The first year we did. I never understood that, but uh, then they fucking got their senses together and like, yeah, we can't do this. I'm like, yeah, I know you can't fucking do this. So it's been that way for three years. No, none of these people can get, give me shit about shit. So, uh, but then they also want to bitch about, well, we didn't have any flavors. We lost out on sales. I'm like, listen, you, you fucking tards. You can't have it both ways. You can't bitch at me because you don't want too much product. And then you can't bitch at me because you don't have enough product. I don't know what to fucking tell you. And I don't tell them, hey, buy chocolate, buy banana split. Those are the worst sellers. I'm not going to lie to you. They're the worst sellers. Don't buy that shit. If you're going to buy shit at the end of the season, buy cookies and cream. Buy rainbow. Buy cookie dough. Those are the three best sellers. Or don't buy a fucking thing. I don't care. So they gave me shit at that place. I go down to the next one, the one next door, the Rifle River, the Rogue River, whatever the fuck. I go next door to it. It's the mom and pop shop. So I'm talking to the owner. And she's like, oh, what do you say? And I'm looking at it, and I'm honest with her. I would only sell you a cookies and cream. The rest, you're probably okay with. You don't sell a shit ton. It's the end of the season. You don't want any because, again, that's the mom and pop. So there's fucking always the, this budget that they're fucking watching. They're always very tight with shit. I don't want to sell you more than that. So the, the lady's like, okay, uh, I got to leave. I'll be right back. I'm like, what? Where the fuck are you going? Why are you leaving me here? She hops in her go-kart with some kid, and they fucking leave. And I'm like, what? And there's a woman behind the counter. I'm like, do you know where the fuck she's going? She's like, yeah, I, don't know. I think she's taking him to, they're going to go burn trees or some shit. I don't, I'm like, all right, what? Why are you burning trees? Whatever. So the lady comes back, and there's now a third lady there, and they're all fucking just yapping with each other and they're like oh yeah you know we don't want to be oversold i'm like yeah i know that's why i'm only telling you to buy one and they're like should we buy one should we not buy one i'm like listen bitches i got other places to fucking go you're not my only goddamn customer it's weird to me how people are always like my time is valuable what my time's not fucking valuable what the fuck you fucking left so they're hemming and hawing and then guess what everybody they listen to what I fucking said from moment one, and I just sold them one case of cookies and cream. It's like, you stupid fuck it. I'm, I was there like probably 15 minutes when I should have been there like three. Ugh, fucking dummies. Fucking dummies. So I get done with the route. I'm done. And I did something that I know I shouldn't do, but I did. I called my boss and I said, hey, man, I'm done. I'm coming back. Do you need me to go anywhere else? And that's where I fucked myself. It would have been a super easy day for me. Probably would have been like an eight-hour day for me. Super easy fucking day. Hey, can you go to the water park in Frankenmuth? You motherfucker. <laughs> uh, so I go over there and I sell them some. And I know it's given me hours, but I can't lie everybody. I'm just... I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I feel like uh, 
I'm a zombie walking on walking, right? I'm dead man walking kind of thing. So I get back and uh, fill up the van, and I just tell my boss, I'm like, listen, um, I don't want to do a whole lot tomorrow. I'm already over. I'm already into overtime. I'm already close to 50 hours already. Four days and almost 50 hours. And uh, he's like, all right. So I got something easy tomorrow, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I can kind of say this is what I want to do. I'm grateful for it. Woo-wee. Oh, one of the things yesterday, I want to bring this up too. Uh, the majority of the places that I sell to are kind of, you know, gas stations, things of that nature, right? There, so I went to, to, to two gas stations. One, I stopped at a gas station not to sell any product, but to just buy gas. I had to buy gas. I was in Toledo, Ohio, and I'm buying gas, and I stopped in a Speedway. I got to get my Speedway points. I go in. I get a cup of coffee. I go up to the register to pay for it, and she's like, hot or cold? And I'm like going, does it fucking matter? Does it fucking matter? Like, it's in this fucking cup. Like, coffee's coffee, right? I was like, hot. She rings me up. I pay her. And I go, is there a price difference between hot and cold? Like, I just ask her. I mean, is there a difference? And she's like, I don't know. I was like, well, then I want to be like, well, why the fuck did you ask me? Like, is it just like a dumb button thing on, on the screen? I just thought that was weird that she asked me and then she didn't know the answer. <laughs> Strange, right? But what was really uh, weird about this one young lady, uh, I'm sure not even 25, but uh, I'm looking at her. Uh, not because I thought she was hot. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this chick. Um, I'm just like going, Jesus Christ. I'm looking at her like, what the fuck? She's got two different colors of hair. <laughs> like one, it, it's like pink and, and dark black. And it isn't like you'll blend it. It's like one side of her head. Like if you were to draw a line down the middle of her head. Start in the middle of her forehead and draw a line all the way down. One side was kind of like hot pink and the other side was black. And it wasn't like she's got black hair. It was like, it's clearly dyed. So it's like very odd. And then she has piercings fucking everywhere, right? And again, I'm I'm old. I'm like, if you want to pierce ears, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of nose piercings, whether it's the nostril or the fucking, the door knocker. I'm not a fan but then she had piercings in her eyebrows and she had like piercings in her cheek. And then she she also had like crazy fucking eyebrows, like really fucking severe. Like just, she was mad and she just took a goddamn Sharpie and was like fucking drawing them in in the morning. Like, mother, I can't believe I gotta go to fucking fuck Speedway. Fuck their reward points. Just fucking smashing smashing these eyebrows on her on her face and i'm just looking at her going god damn what the fuck happened to you now maybe nothing fucking happened to her maybe this is just the style that as an old man uh i'm not completely aware what young ladies like to do with themselves but i'm just thinking to myself okay if i was a dude in my uh, early mid 20s I would look at this girl and I'd be like, no fucking way. I am not interested in this girl at all. And maybe that's her point. Maybe she doesn't want anyone to be interested in her. Maybe this is like her first line of defense for her to keep people at arm's length. 
She was nice enough, though, when I was asking her questions. But uh, I'm just like, what the fuck? And she's probably looking at me like, why are you wearing a mask, you crazy old man? <laughs> so I go to another gas station where I'm, se- I'm actually selling them products. It's one of my last stops. Uh, you know, like I said, long-ass fucking day. I just want to be done with the day. And I get to it. They didn't need any product, but I still... I, we use tablets to keep track of everything electronically, right? So, that, you know, my bosses can spy on me, that kind of shit. So even if I'm not selling product, I like to have them sign the tablet because um, then I'm just like, hey, just let them know that I was here. So I go to the counter. I'm talking to the register lady. Now, she's much more normal looking from my perspective i mean i suppose a lot of people are like yeah the lady with the black and pink fucking hair with the fucking uh, fish tackle box in her face yeah she's pretty normal looking okay this this lady she's wearing like a bare midriff shirt like i can see her belly and it's not because it's sticking out it's because she had a shirt that essentially is covering her boobs and then is her stomach is just out. And I would say, I suppose it would be appropriate like if she were going to like the dance club or maybe she's at the beach or something. I don't fucking know. But I'm like going, this is appropriate work attire? Like I don't understand. Is this crazy old man bitching about shit? Yes, Absolutely. But I just don't. I just don't get it. I just that I've always been for uniforms. I hate to say it, everybody. Here's a uniform. It can just be a t-shirt, a polo, whatever the fuck. Here it is, right? Like I hated when I was somewhere and I didn't know who the fuck was an employee. Are you a customer or you fucking work here? Like there's there's nothing to determine. Who was in charge of shit? And like this woman, if she wasn't behind the register, I would never assume that she was an employee working at that moment. It's Am I wrong? I know a lot of you are like, Stu, get over yourself, you fucking idiot. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, I know I'm a fucking idiot. I know it's, it's, a, it's a brave new world going on right now, and I don't understand a lot of it. And I don't need to understand a lot of it. But uh, it, it was it was just strange. Just strange to me, everybody. Do you guys have a uniform where you work? I, I do. I mean, my uniform is a, is a polo shirt. That's my uniform. And it says Dippin' Dots right on it. And I wear a baseball hat that says Dippin' Dots on it. Not, not all of my coworkers do. As a matter of fact, I think I am the only one who wears it. Um, the reason I got it the hat, they made several hats. The reason I wanted them is to make the hats because a good portion of time we're wearing coats or sweatshirts and they don't have dip and dot sweatshirts. They don't have dip and dot coats. So I'm like, if I just wear the hat that says dip and dots on it, people will look at that and like, oh, that's the dip and dot dude. Because every once in a while I'll go in and I, you know, we got to scrape the freezer and I'm like, hey, what's that lunatic doing to the dip and dot freezer? Oh, it's the fucking dip and dot employee. He's wearing his fucking hat. There we go. There are name tags. I just don't wear my name tag, everybody. I don't wear it. I don't care. I don't want these people knowing my name. I don't give a shit. A good portion of the time, these places make a sign into vendors, a vendor log. 
and I'll just sign in Josh Allen. <laughs> and if you don't know who I'm talking about, Josh Allen is the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. So I'll just sign it, Josh Allen. Every once in a while, I might sign, Steph, sign it, Stefan Diggs. I'll change it up. No one cares. Nobody looks. No one gives a shit. No one cares. They, they all go fuck themselves. All right. All right. Well, it's, hey, why, hey, why does Stu say he rambled up front? Well, clearly, I'm 36 minutes in, and I haven't done a fucking thing yet. <laughs> I haven't said... Hey, I've gotten some very nice compliments about the podcast lately, and I'm very appreciative of it. You people have messaged me, and uh, people have uh, said some positive things on social media. People I don't even know. Like, I've never met this person. I could be in the same room with them, and I wouldn't even fucking know. And uh, it's just fucking great. I really do appreciate people listening to this podcast. You don't have to, but... I guess you find it funny in some way, I, whatever. I, I, that's ultimately that is the point. <laughs> Apparently, I have I fuck. I am on a Snapchat. That's probably the coolest social media platform I'm on. I don't post very much there. If I do, it's pretty much me with my dogs or me ranting at people on the road. And uh, I had a friend of mine, Lindsay, and she's just like. You just need to do more of these where you're yelling at people on the highway. Because <laughs> she said her and her husband found it to be very, very funny. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm turning into that guy. I'm turning into the crank who's just swearing. I'm like, oh, Christ. Ah, oh, Christ, Christ on a cracker. Fuck me. Fuck me. All right. Couple things. Uh, like a year or so ago, I learned about this weird hobby. Maybe you guys have heard of it. I don't know. Do you guys do it? I don't know. Maybe magnet fishing. You guys know what I'm talking about? Where you have this very powerful magnet that you have them like a line or a rope, I guess. It's just a rope. And you, you throw it in a river. And you're just looking to see what metal you can attract to the magnet. And, you know, because there was a dude here in Grand Rapids who does shit in the uh, Grand Rapids River, the Grand River, and he always you know, found like shopping carts and bikes, you know, just weird random shit. Guns, of course they find guns, right? Um, there's, I always found it pretty cool. There's a dude uh, down in, where was this, Georgia? Yeah, Georgia. Um, who was down there in a river, on Fort Stewart, near Fort Stewart, wherever the fuck that is. And they were down there doing it. This guy's uh, name is Bryce Natchway. They dredged up fucking a shit ton um, of ammunition. They dredged up a bag of ammunition and it had rockets in it. What? Rockets? So they call the bomb squad, right? Like, oh, fuck. We found a lot of this shit. I don't, you know, it's been sitting in the water forever. I wouldn't think it would explode, but what do I know? So they call the bomb squad. Fort Stewart military police officer was called to the scene. He said he'd never seen anything like that. And he did check in with his command to see what he should do. Well, then the uh, Georgia Department of Natural Resources game warden showed up and ticketed them for magnet fishing off the Fort Stewart Bridge. 
This asshole goes, you're all getting tickets. You can come to court and talk to the judge. The reason magnet fishing is not allowed is because exactly what you got right here. You don't know what's going to blow up and what's not going to blow up. If you don't want a ticket, I'll take you to fucking jail. He sounds like a fucking meathead, this fucking game warden. So Bryce Natchway said that he and his team had called the DNR ahead of time, which said that magnet fishing is legal as long as it's done in a green zone. The warden, the game warden, stated that the red off-limit and the green acceptable zones don't apply in this scenario because the group was on Fort Stewart property. Because this base is owned by the federal government, the Department of Natural Resources has no authority to issue such permission. The ward issued three tickets each to Natchway and his two compatriots, two $130 tickets and one $80 ticket. I'm like going, hey man, uh, wouldn't you think you'd be kind of happy with the fact that we found this shit in the fucking river? We found these fucking missiles? These fucking rockets in the river. Maybe you don't want these fight. Hey, game warden, natural resources dude, wouldn't you want this shit to not be in your fucking river as opposed to maybe somebody uh, taking a boat and, and driving over it or maybe somebody walking in the river and walking on it? You fucking idiot. 86 rockets from the Fort Stewart River. And the dude's rewarded with a fucking ticket. I hope he goes to court and he says, Hey, that game warden, he can fucking suck my cock and lick my balls. Lick my balls, motherfucker. He can sit on one of those rockets. That's what he should do. It's fucking crazy. I've thought about it. Like, you can buy shit, like, on Amazon or whatever. But then I'm, like, going, I don't know. It's probably cool once. And then you're like, oh, this is lame as shit. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not finding anything cool. I'm just finding rusty shit. <laughs> I can't do anything with this fucking shit. I'm finding an old wheel from a fucking shopping cart. I can't do anything with this shit. Get out of here. And you got to buy, like, gloves because you're pulling on the fucking rope. Fuck that shit. Did any guys do it, though? Let me know if you do it, if it's cool. Let me know if you found anything fun. Uh, or did, have you ever found 86 rockets and were ticketed for it? Are you fucking Bryce Snatchway? Bryce Snatchway? <laughs> Let me know. All right, I'm going to end on this, only because it's a Michigan story. And I posted about this on my uh, presidential platform Monday. If you follow me on Twitter or my Facebook page, I do... Uh, Presidential Platform Monday, it's a new thing. Unpopular Opinion Tuesday, and then Fuck You Friday. So tomorrow's Fuck You Friday. So look for that shit on my social media platforms. I'm very famous on social media platforms. But one of my presidential platforms was to make the use of the word pop illegal. Now, I grew up in Buffalo where calling Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper pop is what you do. Hey, you want a pop? Yeah, sure, I'll pop. But I don't know, somewhere down the line, I started calling it soda, and I just like it calling it soda more. And so I said the use of the word pop would be a, a jailable offense. <laughs> You'd go to jail. But anyway, uh, a, a soda company <laughs> out of Detroit, Verner's, is coming out with their new flavor. 
They got a new flavor coming. Did you guys hear about it? It's going to be black cherry ginger. It's going to be available for a limited time only in Michigan and Toledo. You got to include Toledo. Toledo could have been a part of Michigan, but they lost some sort of war. I don't know. So Toledo went to Ohio and then we got the UP somehow. I don't understand how that fucking worked, but there you go. According to Beth Henson from Keurig Dr. Pepper, this is the first flavor variation of the ginger soda in more than 50 years. See, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever had any Verner's other than Verner's. The new Verner Soda Pop flavor will be on store shelves beginning this week. The pop will be available in 20-ounce and 2-liter bottles as well as 12-pack cans. Uh, I think I would try it. I would try it. And then I'd be like, never again. I'm not like a black cherry guy. I'm not that fucking guy. I don't want that. Someone was saying they felt more beers should be made with lemons. And I, my only response to that was no. I don't fucking want fruit in my beer. I don't really want fruit in my soda. I want my soda to be my soda. And I want my fruit to be my fruit. And I want my beer to be my beer. I want beer to taste like beer, not like fucking lemons. I know it's summer and everybody wants to put a lemon wedge or an orange wedge or whatever. Or fucking you drink the Corona, you put the lime wedge in. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Be a man and drink it like you should. Disgusting. Plain and disgusting. And say that you like it. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's it. I'm done. I'm done complaining. But uh, thank you guys for listening to this shit. If you can do me a solid, do a couple things. You guys know what it is. Uh, go like the Facebook page. Go like the Twitter page. If you're on Twitter and you like the Twitter page, I'll follow you back on the Twitter page. Uh, yeah, that's how I do, right? You follow me, I'll follow you. Simple as that. Um, check out my Macari store, too. I sold a, a Philip Rivers jersey. Pretty excited about that. Sold it this morning. So go check it out. There's a link on my Facebook, my Instagram, and my Twitter page. If you can't find it, let me know. I'll send it to you. It's mostly sports shit. Mostly sports shit, but uh, go check that out. Uh, and if you like this podcast, please do the rate, review, subscribe if you could. Uh, if you don't, I 100% get it. I don't blame you. But if you can, great. And then if you, if you like this podcast, uh, consider subscribing to the Patreon the Patreon is a paywall. It's just five bucks a month, and you just get more of the podcast. Is it different? Not really, but you get more. And sometimes they give away free shit to people. So uh, go check that out. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search Elemental Podcast. You'll find it just five bucks a month. And do these four things, everybody. Four things. Matt Harper Art on Instagram and TikTok. Go check it out. Matt sells art. He makes things. You can commission him to draw things. And uh, there we go. So go check him out, Matt Harper Art. That's Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. And I've been asked to have Matt on as a guest again. So hopefully pretty soon. I, you know, it's kind of just uh, arranging it between him and me. When, when he's available, when I'm available. And I'd rather have Matt on for the freebie. Because I clearly I know more people hear the freebie. Like six people hear the freebie. As opposed to like two people hear the Patreon. So I'd rather have the, a wider audience for him on the freebie. Uh, so do that. Go check out Bear Boards and Table on Instagram and Facebook. They have a Macari store as well, too. That's bear like a grizzly. 
Mark makes some very cool things with wood. He's made me some knickknacks and a keychain. He's a very, very talented guy. So go buy something from him. Um, and if you don't see anything that you want, ask him to make something for you. I'm sure he can probably do it. Like he's big into making states. Like he made me the state of Michigan keychain. So uh, whatever state you live in, if you're proud of your state, uh, let him know. He can make it for you. And there you go. Bing, bang, boom. Bear boards and tables. Okay, do that. Then check out Magic JBM. That's John Badass Midgley. He's got a page for his magic stuff. So go check out his page. You'll see some magic stuff. You'll see, I think you see some art. He likes to draw magicians that I have no fucking clue who they are. So go check him out there. Magic JBM on Facebook. And stay on Facebook and check out the Sunday Slaw. That's Adam and Stephanie House. Married couple. They've been married now, I think, 16 years, I think. They got like nine kids together. Unfucking real. They were fucking regular Brady Bunch. He's like goddamn Philip Rivers. Keep it in your pants, Adam. Jesus Christ. Uh, but anyway, they like eating coleslaw. So they do, uh, they eat coleslaw on Sundays. They Facebook Live themselves eating coleslaw. They gave it the yay or the nay this past Sunday. They said the coleslaw tasted like toast. Now, I don't know how coleslaw tastes like toast. But uh, go check them out. That'd be great. The Sunday Slaw. So again, uh, Matt Harper Art on Instagram and TikTok. Bear Boards and Table on Facebook and Instagram and Macari. Magic JBM on Facebook and The Sunday Slaw also on Facebook. And that is it. Thank you very much for listening to this bullshit, everybody. I do appreciate it. Uh, I will see you guys on Monday for the freebie. Or I will be back tomorrow for the Patreon. That's it. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good day. Okay, bye.